Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hi, this is John Hines. In another of the podcasts, Hines Reads, and a chance for me to chat with some special guests. And uh, this is no exception. I'm John Hines, your host. And yeah, I do read. As a matter of fact, guest today uh, on the podcast is Claire McIntosh. I first crossed paths with Claire, um, well, when, when the book Let Me Lie came out. And it was just... Just an exciting, thrilling book. And, and, and Claire, first of all, welcome to the podcast here. Thank you so much for being on. Um, we're going to talk about after the end in just a moment. But I want to go back a bit because you know what happens when I read a book like Let Me Lie, then I have to go back because it was so enjoyable and read the other books that are, you know, that were prior to that one. I Let You Go and I See You. And I See You was just absolutely a creepy, creepy story, by the way. <laughs> so Thank you. Well, thank you. Yeah. Hey, let's talk about something, though, that's completely different and different than anything I've read, Claire. Um, after the end, it's, a, it's about, and I, I'm, you tell me if I'm getting into an area where I'm giving too much away, but uh, it's about Pip and Max, uh, an adorable loving couple so deeply in love with each other which i think is just it resonates throughout the book even in in tough times and and they're the parent of a uh, a, a critically ill child uh, who is now closing in on 3 years old and 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 what can we what can we share from here now because it this book after the end looks so much at the way their lives became strained uh, especially when they decided to go into different directions mm. yes it's um uh, what i wanted to do with with after the end was look at a couple who who love each other so much but who love their son more. And I think it, it's something that struck me when I had children, that suddenly my partner, my husband, was no longer the most important person in my, in my life. My love for him hadn't diminished, but suddenly there were, there were children who, who, for whom I would lay down my life. Um, and of course, if you want different things for, for those children, you're um, inevitably it's going to push you apart. Um, and so Max and Pip want very different things for Dylan, who, who is critically ill. Um, and ultimately, the hospital um, and the legal framework have to be there to make that decision for them. Yeah, whether or not to continue. And, and this, you know, I, there's, you, you write with such great description, not only of the ward, uh, the children's ward at uh, PICU, at the Pediatric Intensive Care Unit, um, but um, and how did you write it? Very early on in the book, and I, I marked it, uh, it's like Dylan was one of dozens of children burying the wounds, bearing the wounds of a war not yet won. And, uh, and that just kind of sets the stage for everything that is to come uh, until changes set in. Uh, it's just, it's absolutely uh, such a strong and such a great descriptor because, you know, Max travels 
and loves nothing more than to get home and get home to Dylan uh, and recounts his time when Dylan was a healthy, I don't know, say a, a, a two-year-old or a, a 14-month-old yeah. or yeah, whatever. Yeah. yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, so they, uh, so, so Max is Max is American. He's um, he's from Chicago, uh, and as you say, travels travels a lot. Um, but they've made a fantastic home in in the UK, and that they're, they're a very happy family unit. Um, they are presented with this horrific decision to make: should they keep their son on intensive care, or should they let him die? And Max feels very strongly, passionately, that. Any life, whatever the quality of that life, is worth living, and he will fight to keep Dylan alive. He wants to take him to America for pioneering uh, treatment that may extend his life. It, it, it may or may not extend his life, but it, it, it doesn't sound like the whole concept, the whole idea, the battle back and forth that starts to wage between Pip and Max is the fact that this treatment might extend his life, but what quality of life? And this is where absolutely this is the question I think that so many people have to have to, you know, go through this. And I cannot imagine, you know, the the whole time I'm reading this, uh, I'm thinking about the fact that my sons are adults now and and they got they got beyond this and i'm so happy i don't have that fear of what's coming around the next corner here uh and 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 having spent places in my life at places like St. Jude Children's Research Hospital in Memphis which works so closely with pediatric cancers but all kinds of traumatic pediatric illnesses um, um but it's it's none of this was 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 strange to me um yeah, no, and i and i was when i wrote after the end i was writing from a, a very personal place so i spent um four months in neonatal intensive care when my um twin sons were born and one of my sons became very profoundly ill after meningitis. He had a brain hemorrhage that left him profoundly disabled. And we were asked to make this choice that Pip and Max have to make in the book. Um, and it was, the, the, it is the darkest, most, the, just the worst part of, of my life. Um, and I, I remember asking the doctor then, what happens if we don't agree? because my husband and I disagreed on all sorts of things that didn't matter, you know, like most married couples. And here was something that really mattered. Um, and she said, you, you have to. The alternative is, is unthinkable. Um, and, and what I wanted to write about was, was that unthinkable. Yeah, and that must have been, I mean, I, I, the whole time, I didn't know any of this until I got to from the author. Uh, and I can hear mm-hmm. that physician saying, you have to. You have to agree on a course of treatment because otherwise what happens in that case is what happened to Pip and Max. And and And, and there have been lots of high-profile cases in the UK that I know have made headlines around the world. Um, Charlie Gard and Alfie Evans, um, where the parents wanted to fight for those children's lives. um, and, And in fact, in both cases, wanted to take them to other countries for more treatment. And the medical staff were, were saying, no, this is enough now, you need to, to let this child die. And those cases went to court. And I remember watching the news and thinking how, how horrific that not only did they have to 
go through this this awful personal tragedy, but they had to do it in the public eye. And then after the end, um, Pip and Max have to deal with that as well. They have to deal with the intrusion of the press and the way that everyone feels they have a view, uh, that they have a right to have a view on what should happen, even though they don't have the facts at all. Well, that was that was the most devastating part uh, going along, and especially as um, Pip becomes attacked and think. But there's where the book changes, and this is what it it took me just a moment. I think it was chapter <laughs> twenty five to wait. Go, yeah. Oh, wait a minute here. Wait a minute. Now there are. It, it's 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 very clever, Claire. My guest, Claire well, McIntosh. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> They, um, I mean, readers of my crime fiction will will know that I I love um, I love surprises. I, I, I like a good twist, and this is a, a, a twist um, of a slightly different kind. Um, but it's one actually that we can talk about. It doesn't it doesn't spoil the novel for it, for anyone. Um, we we reach a point in the novel where there is what 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 I call a, a sliding doors moment. Um, yes, yeah, good from, call. From That's the a... film, of course, where we follow two different paths and that was really important to me because from a personal point of view I wanted to explore some of the what-ifs that have haunted me over the last um, 12 years but I also wanted to show people that whatever direction you take in life and and sometimes the decisions we make aren't aren't on the face of it as horrific or as life-changing as this but nevertheless they have the potential to change your life whichever path you take there is light at at the end there is a new life there's a new way of being happy well there's a uh, for me the one of the most poignant moments in the book was when the judge issues a ruling and um, and, and again, we're talking about divergent paths here, uh, and you, you reference oftentimes uh, the road less taken. But mm. going along that line, when I can just hear the the uh, basically hiss in the courtroom where Max says to Pip, you made this happen. And I just thought, oh, my God. I mean, you just you might as well have just it, it actually she, she her next line was what a kick to my guts when I'm already down. Um, and it's like it'd be like just like being punched in the stomach uh, to have mm. someone who loved you that much turn on you that viciously. I just think that's that's amazing. It's heart, it's heartbreaking, isn't it? But you can see how love can turn to hate like that when you're fighting for what you passionately think is right for your child um and in the heat of the moment all that emotion all that love and grief and it is turned on someone that you loved and perhaps do still love um but it's buried underneath all this hate i i I also enjoyed the part in the book that um, and you talk about how, you know, you can still have lives after something like this. Uh, but but the fact that it didn't come instantly for either Max or Pip that um, that, you know, they found lives, you know, down the road. But it didn't happen instantly. I guess that's the best way. to No, say. no. And it and it doesn't, does it? If you know anyone who who's listening, who's lost someone will know that that. The, the road to recovery after um, grief is, is a long one um, and it, it affects everyone in, in different ways um, and one of the things that I 
enjoyed exploring in this novel was how differently people grieve and and also how differently they look versus how they're feeling and max in particular i think it's interesting how men um grieve because we as a society aren't very comfortable with men showing their emotions i think we're getting better but we've got a long way to come and so sometimes max can come across as belligerent angry um almost whereas inside he's he's broken oh yeah when i mean there's no disguising the fact that max frequently hangs his head and cries um there you know you, you can't hide that i i thoroughly enjoy the book again is called after the end it's by clara mcintosh have you heard from people who have um, have been through this yet? I mean, I, I wonder if this would just be a great um, a sort of a, a touchstone for people who have to actually deal with situations like this. I've, I've had a number of, uh, of emails from readers who have shared very similar experiences, either in relation to somebody's life, and, and occasionally it's, it's been a child, uh, sometimes it's been a, an older person where they've had to make that, that decision. Um, sometimes it's been a, a loved pet that, that they felt they needed to do what was kindest for, for that particular um, animal. Um, but also from people who have made other decisions, decisions to whether they should... One woman wrote to me and said, um, I years ago I had to make a decision about whether to take a job in Australia um, and you know change my life. And reading your novel brought back that decision-making process and, and the way that I had to imagine what life was going to be like if I went down that path versus the other path. So I think it's a, a novel that will hopefully encourage people to think about those sliding door moments of their own. Yeah, indeed. Again, this is a great follow-up to uh, Let Me Lie, which is how I came to to get to know Claire McIntosh. And then I went out and bought the two previous books because I loved that one so much. So if you're looking for a good thriller for yet the summer months here, uh, Claire McIntosh, Let Me Lie. Are you going to get back to thrillers? Uh, just, just quickly before we run off the clock here. I um, I think a good story is a good story, so I will write the book <laughs> and worry about the genre afterwards. Okay, whatever whatever comes to you. Hey, well, thank you so much for the visit. I look forward to visiting with you again down the uh, down the down down the road less taken here. After the end, <sighs> a novel by Claire McIntosh, and this is the Heinz Reads podcast. Uh, have a great journey with this book. Thank you so much. Thanks so much, John. Thank you. Bye. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.